Welcome to the Christ the King podcast. I am Pastor Michael McGinley of Christ the King Lutheran Church right here in Spencer, Iowa, coming to you this 25th of December. Merry Christmas to you all. We come this morning with a Matins podcast to celebrate the Nativity of our Lord Christmas Day. Now, this podcast, it's updated a little bit, but the sermon and everything is from last year. We at Christ the King, we celebrate Christmas Day with our sister congregation, First English Lutheran Church on the northeast side of town of Spencer here. This year, it's actually First English's year to host, so their pastor will be preaching. So what we're bringing you today is this Christmas Day service that I preached when we celebrated with our sister congregation last year. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast on this Christmas morning. We'll delve into the matin service now with the hymn, O come all ye faithful.
Open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. Unto us the Christ is born. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills is his also. It is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Unto us the Christ is born. O come, let us worship him.
unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. O sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. The Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Testament lesson for the day of the Nativity of our Lord is written in the 40th chapter of Exodus, beginning at the 17th verse. In the first month in the second year, on the first day of the month, the tabernacle was raised up. Moses raised up the tabernacle and laid its sockets and set up its boards and put its bars and raised up its pillars. He spread the covering over the tent, and put the roof of the tabernacle above on it, as the Lord commanded Moses. 
He took and put the covenant into the ark, and set the poles on the ark, and put the mercy seat above on the ark. He brought the ark into the tabernacle, and set up the veil of the screen, and screened the ark of the covenant, as the Lord commanded Moses. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the Lord's glory filled the tabernacle. Moses wasn't able to enter into the tent of meeting because the cloud stayed on it, and the Lord's glory filled the tabernacle. When the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went onward throughout all their journeys. But if the cloud wasn't taken up, then they didn't travel until the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day, and there was fire in the cloud by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel, throughout all their journeys. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God.
The epistle is written in the third chapter of the epistle to Titus, beginning at the fourth verse. Brothers, when the kindness of God our Savior and His love toward mankind appeared, not by works of righteousness which we did ourselves, but according to His mercy, He saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by his grace, we might be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. God is the Lord, which hath showed us light. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. Alleluia! A holy day has dawned upon us. Come, all you nations, and worship the Lord. 
Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the first chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness hasn't overcome it. There came a man, sent from God, whose name was John. The same came as a witness, that he might testify about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but was sent that he might testify about the light. The true light that enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own, and those who were his own didn't receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become God's children, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. The word became flesh and lived among us. We saw his glory, such glory as of the one and only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified about him. He cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me, for he was before me. From his fullness we all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The one and only Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, has declared him. Here ends the Gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, full of grace and truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, full of grace and truth. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, to our brothers from First English, to the saints here at Christ the King, David in Psalm 133 says, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity, for there the Lord has commanded blessing, life forevermore. And is that not what we have here this morning? Brothers from different sister altars dwelling in unity. And I speak for all of Christ the King when I say we were thrilled last year to celebrate Christmas Day with you at First English, and we're just as thrilled this year to have all of you here and hosting you for Christmas worship at Christ the King. And Brother Caldall, I want to say among our flocks how much I have valued having you as a brother in the ministry. Your words and support since I've been here, especially after the year we've had, especially what my father went through, and your words of encouragement after that have had more of an impact than you will ever know. Our Lord says when brothers dwell in unity, he has commanded blessing, life forevermore in his Son, 
whose birth we celebrate today, him in whom we all have life forevermore. And with that, let's begin our sermon in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, some of you from First English, some of you of my own flock, might be thinking that this new pastor is nice and all, but does he know what he's doing? Because John 1 on Christmas Day? Come on. Aren't we supposed to hear from Luke 2, the angels, the shepherds, and Bethlehem like we did last night? Or, you know, at least Matthew 1, where we hear of Jesus actually being born and then named by Joseph. But John 1 doesn't really seem very Christmassy. It's not what we hear in the Charlie Brown Christmas special, is it? It's not what Linus gets up and recites. But don't worry. Don't be fooled. Because John 1, whether we always see it or not, is all about Christmas. You see, Luke tells you the story of Christ's birth, and in detail, like Luke does. Matthew tells you it very shortly, and more about how Joseph named and protected the child. But John, John does it a little differently. Here, John puts his arms around you, walks you to the manger, gets down on one knee with you there, and has you look deep into the radiant face of the child that lays there. And then he goes on in this passage to answer one question. Who is this child whom the Father has given us? And he answers it in three ways. He begins by saying, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. This babe was in the beginning. John is saying that this child has always been and will always be. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, as we just sang. This child, born just at midnight, is eternal. He was with God in all eternity and is himself God, begotten from the Father from all eternity. And so we wonder at this. The infant in the young virgin's arms is, John is saying, the eternal word. So in Genesis, when God said, let there be light, or let there be an expanse, or let the waters gather and the land appear, that was this child who now relies on Joseph's protection. Though this through this babe, everything was created. Without him, not one single thing exists. This infant, who right now nurses from Mary, is the one who put Noah on the ark, who told Abraham not to sacrifice Isaac, who called Moses from the burning bush, who stood before Joshua as a divine warrior, who called Isaiah and Jeremiah and all the others to be prophets. So who is this child given to us this morning? It's the eternal word in whom dwells the fullness of the Godhead in his infant flesh. The eternal word through whom everything was created, through whom all of salvation history in the Old Testament happened. And there he is in our flesh, resting in a manger. But John continues. He remains by us at the manger. He's not finished. He goes deeper into his answer. And he says, 
In him, in this baby in the manger, was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. This baby was the life. Everything created, everything promised, every promise God has made found its life in him. When God created Adam, it was this child who stood face to face with the man and breathed the breath of the spirit and life into him. This child is who gave life to mankind. This infant is the life which Adam turned from, the life from which Adam disconnected all of creation from during the fall. And John says, the life was the light of men. Adam turned from the light to run into the dark. He turned from the true light. And this true light from which Adam ran, John tells us, is the true light which today is born coming into the world, lying swathed in linen cloths. The light has returned. But it wasn't just Adam that ran. Since Adam, mankind and all the world has worked to hide themselves from God's presence, embracing the darkness wherever he appeared to save in the Old Testament. This is how blind our world is. When the light came into the world being born of Mary, instead of the world rushing to its creator, it ran away and embraced the darkness because it didn't know the light from which it was created. It's as tragic as God asking Adam, where are you? This is as heartbreaking as a long-lost child no longer recognizing his father, capable of only looking at the father with an unknowing look at, on his face. But at the manger, John has us look around and shows us that the true light came not just into the world, but into the city of his father David, into his own promised land, to his own people, his own kinsmen, whom he created in the waters of the Red Sea and led through the wilderness. We heard about it. He tabernacled with them in a tent at the time of Moses. If there's anything more heartbreaking than a child not knowing his father, it's a child who disowns where he came from. And that's what happened when the light came to his own. They refused to receive him. And worse than not knowing him, they had the scriptures that pointed to him and still rejected him. They loved the darkness. Their own evil works and their filthy righteousness is what they craved. Because of that, they hated the light. They rejected life itself and despised this child in the manger. They'd rather turn from his radiant face in the manger, which showed the glory of God, than have that illuminate the filthy glory of man that they craved. Yet John tells us, as we look at this babe, he tells us this light is coming into the world and shines in this darkness. 
just as this light shined in the darkness of the fall as Adam blamed his sin on Eve. So this light continues to shine in the darkness of a blind world that thinks it's utter foolishness. And this light shines brightest in the darkness of his own people who with the world hung him on a cross to stop him from shining. You see, his own people, along with the world, when they could no longer run from the light, they instead sought to put it out. They did everything to suffocate the light by having the deepest, thickest darkness surround him. And they did it by scourging him, piercing him, putting him on a tree and making him bleed, all to snuff him out. So thick and consuming was this darkness that they put around the light, that as he hung there on the cross, darkness fell across the whole promised land. But here's the thing. Here's what John whispers in your ear this morning. When the light was lifted up on the cross like the serpent in the wilderness, it never came close to going out. Just the opposite. As the light hung high above the earth, it shined even brighter for all the world to see. As the deep, thick darkness grew around the light, as the sun itself even stopped shining because of the darkness, that's when the true light illuminated more brilliantly than ever. And the more the light bled, the farther it shined from the cross. When the blood gushed from his side that was pierced, that's when the light's rays blazed through the world. The darkness could never overcome the light. In the darkness of the fall, it shined brightest when it cursed the serpent. As the darkness of the government was upon his shoulder at his birth, the radiant face of the infant never stopped shining. When the light hung on the cross in the dark land, it never shined brighter. Who is this child the Father has given us? The life from whom we all have life. The light of men who can never be put out. And now as John leans us in closer to the manger, he tells us what this means for us this Christmas morn. He says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. John is saying, this child is the eternal word of God whom you hear every Sunday from the pulpit and whom you hear every time you read the Bible or do family devotions at home. You don't create your own faith. Your faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the eternal word. You are those who John speaks about here. You receive him by hearing, with the faith that he creates in you. Faith which clings to and believes in his name. Whereby receiving this child, the eternal word, along with the waters, you become children of God. That's what you are. Not born children of God through the blood of Adam, through your lineage. Not born children of God 
by the will of mankind and philosophy and reason. Not by your own will or your own works like his own people tried to do. But you become children of God by the eternal word and the water and the spirit where you receive life. In this child, the the image and likeness of God was once again restored in the flesh of man. The glory and honor of the Father restored in His creation by His Son becoming a creature. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, which is what we were. But we who are born again in the Spirit are spirit, being born from above of God, meaning we have been baptized into the flesh of this infant who came down from above. His birth is ours. By the flesh of the babe, you have been restored into the image and likeness of God, which is the image here, Christ crucified. In this child, you are given life, the life given for you in his flesh given for you. And in the blood poured out for the forgiveness of your sins on the cross. Here at the altar, this is the life you are given in the bread and the cup. Now wonder at this. As you partake of the supper, what you receive is the life, the light of men. What you hold in your hand is the eternal word which created everything. What you partake from in the cup is the eternal word which worked throughout all the patriarchs and all of Israel before. What you partake at the altar is the eternal which was conceived in the small womb of the virgin, which now lays in the tiny manger, which you hold in the palm of your hand and put in your mouth. In this child, you enter into the light of men. You enter into the church, his body, by your baptism, where he is present wherever two or three or more are gathered in his name. And just as the light shined in the fall, as it shined in the manger, as it shined on the cross, so does this body of Christ, this light of men, continue to shine in the darkness today. And we've all felt it the darkness surrounding us in this last year. Plague and rioting, cancer and sickness, loneliness and death, we've all been affected. The darkness surrounds all of us deep and thick. Many times it's suffocating. and We can feel it closing in on us. And yet in this darkness, here we stand in the church, Oftentimes we feel as a small light in the darkness of the vast world. Here in the church, the light of men, the Christ still shines. Look at this year. See it and realize this. The light shines brighter now than ever because the darkness, no matter how dark it is, still can't overcome it because the gates of hell can never prevail against it. It can't prevail against an infant. And it shines here where we gather in the word and the sacraments which you received in the fullness of God's grace and truth in the flesh and blood of the eternal word that the Father has given us.
So who is this child that the Father has brought down to us? He is the new Israel. Where he, because he came in the flesh, you are now his own people. Born children of God from God. So we ask again, who is this child the Father gives us? And this is John's answer. The eternal creating word. The life and light of men. The new Israel. To whom you are now united in baptism. From whom you hear and receive life from this pulpit and this altar. John finishes by saying, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. This glory, which you see in the manger, which you see on the cross, is what you now share in, because the Father gave this child to us today. This is why John 1 is all about Christmas. Amen. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Oh
insist upon thee to deliver me when it's humble thyself to be born of a virgin and thou hadst overcome the sharpness of death thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers thou sittest at the right hand of God mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Grant, we beseech you, Almighty God, that the new birth of your only begotten Son in the flesh may set us free, who are held in the bondage under the yoke of sin. Through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily, we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic, 
with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, Remember not the sins of our youth, nor our many transgressions. But out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise. 
and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and our souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen.
Thank you for joining us for this Matin's Christmas Day podcast. We hope it was a blessing on your Christmas Day. A Merry Christmas to you for the rest of today as well. Please feel free to join us tomorrow morning as we release another Matins podcast at about 8.45 Central Time, celebrating the Feast of St. Stephen on December 26th. That will be tomorrow morning. We encourage all of our listeners to look us up on Facebook under Christ the King Lutheran Church or CTK Spencer. If you enjoyed this podcast, we encourage you to subscribe, tell a friend, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. If you would like to be on our mailing list for the podcast or want to leave feedback, you can contact us on Facebook or at the email addresses listed at the top of the bulletin. That's all for this week. Until next time, go forth and serve the Lord. I am Pastor Michael McGinley, signing off.